What's up, everybody? This is Sean Mangoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. My prayer is that you encounter God as a result of listening to this sermon today. Enjoy. So, everybody, you guys know that we are in a Christmas season. We're actually doing a series on Advent. Um, I love... Christmas. I love the season. I love what it represents. I love that we're celebrating the birth of our Savior. And why I think Advent is so important for us to walk through as a church community is because of what it represents and what it points to. Advent actually means um, coming or arrival. And it's speaking, originally was speaking of Jesus' second coming. But over the years, it's kind of evolved into Um, celebration of his birth, but also his second coming. So as we lead, um, as we go into this Christmas season, each week we'll highlight different things that Advent represents. And the first week is on hope. So this week my husband is teaching on hope and what the, the arrival of Jesus means for us as believers and for the world. So We're going to be doing these little snippets before each message to kind of prep you for what's to come because we're going to provide opportunities to delve a little deeper into what hope means and who hope is and how you can meditate on scripture um, about what this means for us as Christians. So as we get ready to start Advent, um, I want to encourage you to really set aside the time in this Christmas season to focus on what this is all about and what we're celebrating. So this week, week one, is about hope. I hope you enjoy the message. Merry Christmas, everybody. It is officially the Christmas season uh, here at Hopeland Church. So uh, welcome and let's jump into this series. And so I'm going to open this up in prayer and then jump right in uh, and let's do it. Uh, Father, we thank you. Uh, for your word today. And I pray that during this season, this uh, series we're walking through Advent, I pray that this really um, contributes to our love for you, Jesus. Uh, Lord, I, I, Lord, I pray that this um, deepens our worship. Uh, Lord, I pray that this contributes and adds to our spiritual growth and development. And so thank you for this season, God. Thank you for this moment um, we have uh, together um, at your table. And so, God, as we launch out into this new series, Lord, I just pray that um, people grow in knowledge of you and, and as a result would grow in experiential knowledge of who you are. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, so Advent, my wife kind of prefaced this with kind of just um, an intro of this new series. Um, she personally is really excited about this. And uh, we did this a couple years ago, uh, Advent through the holidays, the Christmas season. And my wife's like, hey, let's do that again. And so I am down for that. So uh, what we're going to do today is I'm just going to kind of give a little description. My wife gave a little bit at the beginning, but we're going to kind of go into that just so people can understand what this is. It's not real common in in like non-denominational um, churches um, to go through this. Sometimes this, you find this more in the Orthodox environment 
and um, and even in Catholic churches they do Advent, um, but it's it's been a tradition for hundreds of years, and it's kind of cool. And so our perspective, our approach towards this, I'll share our heart behind it. Um, I kind of prayed it as we were praying there. Maybe you caught on to kind of our heart behind doing this. Uh, and then I'm going to give you like the description and definition and stuff like that, just so you kind of know what we're getting into here. And it's pretty cool stuff. But our heart behind this is really, once again, is your spiritual development and to and to kind of walk through a process of Advent and focusing on uh, the what the coming of Jesus has brought to us, who He is, and and how that transforms us. And so it's all about Jesus, but to kind of, if I could say systemically walk through some things concerning who he is and what he has brought to us, that's kind of what Christmas is all about, right? And so here we go. Um, here it is. I'm going to read some from my notes because some of this is just really kind of describing this and I just want to say it right. And then we'll get into some scriptures and stuff like that. But here we go. So Advent, this is what it is. It, it marks the start of a season of prayer, repentance, reflection and preparation, all right? So that's kind of the four things that Advent is all about. I'm gonna say them again. Prayer, all right, repentance, reflection, and preparation. Man, you can't go wrong with that, right? Okay, and so with that kind of focus in this season, that's kind of what we're gonna do this season in, in this series this month. And so it, the idea of this is that it looks forward to the celebration of Christmas, like of the birth of Jesus, okay? And um, the second coming of Christ, all right? And so we'll, get, we'll talk a little bit about that in a, in a minute. But it is a time of reflection in preparing our hearts for the coming of Christ, okay? So we remember how our Savior humbled himself to be born as a baby and live among those who would, all right, be saved or, or those he would save. Okay, okay. so over time, Advent was connected to the coming of Christ, right? Or the second coming, okay? That's kind of the idea some time ago, hundreds of years ago, okay? Um, and so originally Christians used this term to reference Christ's second coming up, up to the Middle Ages, all right? And so Middle Ages, we're talking like the, the um, 11th century, on maybe a little further. I don't have an exact year, but there we go. It's Middle Ages. And it could have been a little after that, a little before. Um, don't quote me on the exact date, but we're talking up to the Middle Ages, that's what it was. And then Advent, Advent was connected to Christ's first coming that we celebrate as Christmas since the Middle Ages. So we are talking hundreds of years. All right, just to give you a little backdrop, a little, back, little backstory. So today, right, this month, we celebrate Advent over the four weeks leading up to Christmas each year. So, that, so that's kind of what it is, all right? That's what it's been, that's what it is, and that's what it's all about. And not and just to reiterate one more time, for us, like, because I, I don't want to just walk through tradition. I think it's kind of cool to do that, but I, how does this apply to us right now? Like, what is this really about for us right now in real time? And it's this. And so I want to encourage you, once again, I want to say these before we move on, these four things. Um that this season, this time for you personally, would be a season of prayer, repentance, reflection, and preparation, all right? And so here's the definition of the word advent. It's come from the, a Latin word adventus, which means arrival or coming, hence the coming of Christ, 
uh, initially his second coming, but now we speak of his birth or his coming to the earth, okay? Um, so uh, through the Virgin Mary being born, all that, all right? So arrival coming from the word ad, ad veneer, which means to veneer or come, all right? It's also where we get the word adventure, okay? So um, Advent is a reminder of how the Jewish people waited for the Messiah and how Christians wait for the coming of Christ today, all right? Also, just a little history, Advent also marks the start of the new liturgical year. So, you know, certain churches, Orthodox churches, and, and in the Western and Eastern church world, we're talking through history, they have a liturgical calendar or a church calendar. So this marks the beginning of their church calendar, okay? Which also begins on Advent Sunday, which if we're playing by the, by the rules here, guys, this is Advent Sunday. It's the first Sunday of the four leading up before Christmas, okay? And so here we go. Um, generally speaking, this is the main theme of Advent for each week. Here it is. It is hope. So we're talking about these in detail. Hope, peace, joy, and love. Hence, a lot of the Christmas carols and songs throughout the ages have been about hope, peace, and joy, right? And love. Um, and so that's the focus of this from a scriptural perspective. So that's what we're gonna dive into, um, all right? So we can't go wrong doing a deep dive into hope, peace, joy, and love. All right, so there we go. That's kind of how we do it. And um, we'll get into some more throughout. I I'm just kind of giving the um, the kind of history a little bit and just kind of looking into this before we dive into week one here. And so with these, each week you light a candle. It's called an Advent candle. And we'll share throughout the, the month some of the symbolism of all that. And so each week, um, when we talk about hope, what we call that is the prophecy candle. And peace is the Bethlehem candle. Uh, joy is the shepherd's candle. Um, love is the angel's candle. So in our in-person gatherings, um, we're going to um, have um, a, a um, Advent candle and, and we'll kind of go through the whole thing just to kind of make it a part of the teaching. And so there we go. Um, hope, peace, joy, and love. Okay, so here we go. I got a little bit more before we dive into the scripture here. Um, so in the weeks leading up to Christ's birth, Christians around the world pray, repent, and reflect on God's goodness and promises. This is beautiful, guys. This is beautiful. I love this stuff. So even in the most challenging times, we're reminded of God's steadfast love for all creation. All right, so such a powerful opportunity to do what we're about to do here this month, guys, to really seek the Lord in and through prayer. Um, and, and, and so Advent just provides like these, this, um, these, this focus, if you will, okay, of seeking the Lord together. There's like this focus, right? Hope, joy, peace, and love. That's kind of the focus, right? And so this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna, we are literally, this holiday season, we as a church, we're going to seek the Lord together. All right. So here's the first one. All right. First Sunday of Advent, hope, and it's the prophecy candle. You'll understand why as we move forward here. So 
here we go. It is only fitting that the first candle on the Advent wreath represents hope. Say that when we say hope. Okay, so the first Sunday of Advent not only leads us to anticipate the birth of Christ, but celebrate the beginning of a new liturgical season as well. So once again, so now we're going to just dive into the scripture here, okay? So once again, guys, um, what we're going to talk about today, we're going to dive into to the verses and everything, is, is hope. Jesus came to bring us hope, and we're going to discuss this in the context of the prophecy candle. So, hope, prophecy candle. So, we are now um, going to look back. Okay, so what, what did um, the prophet Isaiah say? What did he prophesy? Okay, and so this is a celebration of the birth of our Savior, and we're going to talk about the hope that he brings and the hope that we can live in and the hope that he is. And the hope that the uh, Jewish people were anticipating, they were, they were hastening the coming of the Messiah, all right? And so uh, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, chapter 9, verse 2, okay? Here it is. Um, the people who walked in darkness, can I get an amen somebody? The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Guess what that great light is? Jesus. Jesus is the light of the world. His, the entrance of his word brings light. His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. He, by way of the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, has made us, his body, the church, the light of the world. And here it is. We got candles, right? We're lighting candles, which is a kind of like this prophetic symbolism of the light that Jesus brings. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. Hallelujah. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. All right, so the coming of the Lord is the light of God shining on us. And it says here, you know, upon them who? Those walking in darkness, those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, the wages of sin is death. We are lost in our sin. We are guilty of sin. We, without forgiveness, without Jesus coming, without his arrival, we are lost eternally in our sin. But Jesus has come. Our light has come. The light of God has shined upon us and exposed the devil, exposed the enemy, exposed the deception and the lies of the wicked one. And we are saved. Somebody say amen. All right. So symbolically, in, we're, we're going through that. The first candle is purple. Right, which um, three of them are purple. And the reason is that purple symbolizes royalty. So um, this candle, um, I'm reading a little bit from my notes and then we're gonna go back into some verses. But the prophecy candle, okay, is the first candle. The first candle hearkens us back to Isaiah's foretelling of the birth of Christ and all of the promises God gave us. Not only in the Old Testament, but it leads to the promises fulfilled in the New Testament, okay? So it's a promises God gave in the Old Testament that would be fulfilled by the birth of Jesus. 
Somebody say hope, all right? Say it with me, say, I have hope because of Jesus, right? So Christmas, the birth of our Savior, it's all about the hope that we have access to, receive, hope not only in this life, but also in the life to come, all right? Say it with me again, say, Jesus is my hope. Here we go, Isaiah chapter nine, six and seven. Okay, here it is. Very familiar Christmas scripture, if you will. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. For unto us, somebody say hope. Unto us, a child is born. Unto us, somebody say hope. A son is given. Hallelujah. Uh, this is a, a powerful quote by C.S. Lewis. Here it is. Once in our world, a stable had something in it that was bigger than our whole world. I'm going to read it again. Once in our world, a stable had something in it that was bigger than our world. Hallelujah. Somebody say praise the Lord. Somebody say hope. Hope. Jesus' birth is a time of hope. It is a time to understand, focus, to contemplate, to reflect on the hope that Jesus brings, all right? So think about this in our day and age today. All of the violence, the injustice, the brokenness, you know, in our world today, only God's redemptive love can truly bring peace and healing. Can I get an amen out there today? So God works through us as Christians when we do our part through prayer and action. And so not only are we recipients, we are beneficiaries of the coming of Jesus, but we also are to be conduits of that hope, all right? Freely we have received freely we give, all right? So what are we called to do? To love our neighbor uh, near and far. Can I get an amen, right? Love our neighbor, the people that are right here in our world, but to love our neighbor that is all of humanity. So, so we can trust in God's promises of restoration for people in their, in their lives today. We can there is hope. We can believe God for salvation of other people. Can I get an amen? We can believe God for healing other people, that people, other people get healed, that people get delivered. People get delivered of their demons, that people get healed of their sicknesses, physical sicknesses, mental sicknesses, emotional sicknesses, whatever sickness, right? That people, we can believe because of you, there's hope. That, that, that people can get breakthrough in their lives, that they can break through uh, whatever is 
troubling, plaguing, or disturbing them. Can I get an amen? Jesus' birth and, and Christmas, the, the celebration of his birth is a time to reflect on the hope that Jesus brings and to be an instrument of hope. The Bible says that we as believers, right? His bride, his body, we are instruments of righteousness. Can I get an amen? Jesus is the light of the world. And we also are called to be the light of the world in him. And so we ought to be people of hope uh, because that's who Jesus is and he dwells within us. And so here is my next point. I want to encourage you with this, being that this is the prophecy candle and we're, we're seeing this like that in the Old Testament, they were speaking of a day coming. What, what does that do when a prophet stands and says, a child is born, a son is given? He, he was speaking in present tense, but it did not happen yet. What was he doing? He was transmitting hope to God's people that a better day is coming. And so we're called as believers by the Holy Spirit within us to be a prophetic people. I want to encourage you today, people of God, be prophetic. And I, I'm not necessarily talking about end time prophecy. I'm speaking of be hopeful. Speak hope over people. Pray hope-filled words over people. Speak hope-filled words over people. Pray prophetic prayers, life-giving prayers, right? Be a conduit of hope. I'm encouraging today, because of Jesus, we can speak hope, pray hope, believe. We can be um, instruments of hope. So be prophetic, be prophetic, be it. Speak life, speak forth what God's gonna do. Speak forth as Isaiah did, and as, you know what I mean? Over people's lives, what they're believing for. Father, we believe you, God, for what you're gonna do. What you've said, God, we believe you're gonna do it. Thank you, Lord, for what you're gonna do. Thank you, Lord, that you are gonna move. Thank you, Lord, that you are gonna save, you are gonna heal. Thank you, Lord, that you are gonna lead and move us into what we've called to do and who we've called to be. Prophetic people are hopeful people. Prophetic people release hope through their words, through their prayers, through their actions. We are people of hope. Can I get an amen, somebody? Look at your neighbor and tell them, be prophetic. Psalm chapter 80, verse one to three, say it with me. Say, Jesus is our hope. Psalm 80, verse one to three. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who dwell between the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Stir up your strength. Here it is. And come and save us. All right. Somebody say there is hope. All right. Now they're speaking at a time and place where the Messiah had not yet come. And God's people, you see it all throughout the Old Testament. You see it through the prophets, even the Psalms. These what they would call messianic psalms or psalms that, that, that speak of the Messiah. Come and save us. Restore us, O God. Cause your face to shine and we shall be saved. 
we, we, we in our life now, in our present condition, place, and time, we can be hopeful because of Jesus. Get in that word, you're gonna find hope. Get in prayer, you're gonna find hope. Get in church community, you're gonna find hope. Get in worship, you're gonna find hope. Somebody say amen. This is the time to reflect. And, and, if, and, if, and if you've been, you know, pulled down and, 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 and not hopeful, I'm telling you, this is the time to seek the Lord and, and, to, and to find hope in God, find hope in the word, find hope in his presence. All right, so here we go. Jesus gives us hope. Jesus gives us hope. Hallelujah. There is hope. We are not hopeless. There are times where I feel like I am at a loss in the situation. It's very real. The emotion, the, the quote unquote reality of a situation. I'm at a loss. I don't know what to do. But even in those moments, there is hope. There is hope. There is eternal hope in Jesus. And there is hope that, that even in this life, we're gonna see our hopes fulfilled in what God has promised. Can I give an amen, somebody? First Timothy 1, verse one. Paul knew hope very well in writing to his spiritual son, Timothy. First Tim Timothy 1, verse one, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God our Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ, our hope. That in us must be, must, if, if we are saved, if we are filled with the Holy Spirit, if we have the word of God in us, there is hope within us because it is very much a divine attribute. It is a divine characteristic. The Lord Jesus Christ, our hope. Because of Jesus, hope is never lost because hope is who he is. It is who he is. It is, it is, it is who he is. Forgiveness of sin, healing, deliverance. He's with us. He is for us. He is working in us. He has a plan for us. He has a purpose for us. He is walking with us. There is hope in Jesus. And because of Jesus, hope is never lost. I might feel like I'm at a loss, but, it is, but hope never leaves because God is always there and he's the God of hope. All right, here we go. I got one more verse. Titus chapter two. Love these verses. Titus, Titus two, verse 11, all the way to verse 14. All the way to verse 14. Because of Jesus, hope is never lost. Here we go. For the grace of God that brings salvation. Somebody say it when we say Merry Christmas. All right? For the grace of God that brings salvation. Salvation that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. Jesus came to 
save us in saving us, teaching us how to live for him, teaching us how to deny ungodliness. Somebody say amen. Teaching us how to deny worldly lusts. Teaching us to live soberly. Teaching us to live righteously. Teaching us to live godly in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. All right, verse 13. Here it is. Look at this. This is so good. This all ties in, folks. Verse 13. Looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing arrival of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. I think these verses right here, Titus 2, 11 to 14, really sum up, um, you really see Advent in here, okay? Speaking of hope, salvation, his appearing, okay? Verse 14, it continues, verse 14, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed. You can't tell me there's not hope when every last one of my sins have been washed away, I am forgiven, I can start again, I have been given a new heart, I am a new creation in Christ, I am justified, reconciled, and redeemed. Say it with me, because of Jesus, hope is never lost who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Hallelujah. All right, we're gonna close this out with a, with a hymn, Christmas song, Christmas carol. Um, you notice too, as we're going through all of this, um, Advent this month, um, you'll start to see even the main Emphasis of Advent in each week, hope, joy, peace. Um, you see all this in our Christmas songs and specifically those words because it's where it's coming from. It's, it's a season to meditate on and uh, pray and seek the Lord concerning these things. And so even certain hymns, Christmas carols can contribute to you seeking the Lord in this season. Now, obviously not all of them out there, you know what I'm saying, are about Jesus, but these, some, we'll try to share these as we go throughout the, the month and we can kind of see um, that we find Advent in these, the language, it's kind of cool. So anyway, this one, we're, I'm gonna actually read this whole, this whole uh, hymn here, but um, it's called Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. You see that? Like, come thou long expected Jesus. Advent, his arrival. Okay? So here we go. Here it is. This is cool, cool um, hymn here. Um, come thou long expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins, release us. Let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art, dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart, born 
thy people to deliver. Born a child and yet a king, born to reign in us forever, now thy gracious kingdom bring. By thine own eternal spirit, rule in all our hearts alone. By thine all-sufficient merit, raise us to thy glorious throne. By thine all-sufficient merit, raise us to thy glorious throne. And so, Father, we thank you today in this season as we kick off this season of Advent, Lord, and we look in the, in the Word and study and meditate and seek you, God, concerning the hope that you bring. God, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that in this season, hope would come alive in us. Lord, that we would be reminded, I pray, God, that we'd be reminded that our hope is in you and nobody else. Lord, our hope is in you, in nothing else. And so, Lord, allow us, grace us, touch us, Lord, with your powerful hand. Touch us by your Holy Spirit. And Lord, make us conduits of hope. Lord, that we would be instruments of hope. That, Lord, we would be prophetic vessels. Vessels, people that speak forth the hope that you bring that we would be those that speak words of hope and that we would profess and we would prophesy of who you are and what you're going to do in our lives, God. Stir us in hope this season, God. Let us not get bogged down by the hustle and bustle of the season and the anxieties and the stresses that this season brings at times. I pray that we'd be stirred in the hope that only you can bring. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I love you, church. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And my prayer is that you go out there and you change your world through the power of Jesus Christ. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings and follow us on social media and check out our website at hopelandla.com. Peace.